Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. Week two is done. And while it didn't quite go as expected, it is still a 30-23 to 23 win against the Rams and another victory Monday. Results leave the Niners top of the division at 2-0. and oh. That sounds good. I'm Gareth Ellis. I think still generally quite happy. It's Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. Paul Hope. What's up, everybody? And Naji Karar. Hello, everyone. So... I think we all enjoyed that one. Didn't quite go as we uh, we all expected, did it? We'll uh, we'll get onto the score predictions and our wild inaccuracies uh, a little bit later. Uh, but Lance, do you have your three talking points or three words about the game? Should we start yeah. with Paul? I know he did his homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gareth, we're sat here two and zero in the division, thinking the sky is falling in after that first half performance. But Carl Shanahan said it better than I could. We've got a long way to go. And this offence is not even firing on all cylinders. So I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Brock Purdy. I've seen a lot of the haters come out of the woodwork, which surprises me, um, given how we've put 30 points up on the road again, even though it was a home game, but a road game. But I'm I'm ready. I've done my homework. But But my talking point, Gareth, is we've got a long way to go. And I'll explain that when we get into it. Concise. I like it. Go on, Lee. You're wearing to go. Well, if you think that's concise, you're definitely going to like mine then. <laughs> so I, I've purely gone with three words, and it's three words that sum up the entire game. Chalk and cheese. Mm. That is what I'm going for. Fair enough. Uh, I have kind of three talking points. I want to talk uh, defensive philosophy and play calling. Looking at you, Steve Works. Um, I want to talk Jack Moody, special teams in general, and our offense, unstoppable offense. Mm, that's quite good. I think my uh, alliterative one last week was uh, was quite popular, so I've gone for Demo and Debo deliver despite defensive dip, which is quite good. Uh, can he sneak it? Yes, he can. Uh, and pass rush missing in action. Wasn't one I thought I would be picking um, at all this season, but... There we are. Uh, where should we start, lads? I think defensive philosophy. I think that was that was what stood out from the first half of the game um, was the ease with which the Rams moved the ball. Uh, I think McVeigh. He's obviously tried this. He's tried to beat us many, many times over. So he's going through his game plans. But he came up with a, a, a game plan. I think to find the holes in the defense. Uh, so Naji, this is on your list. Uh, talk us through it and your opinion, perhaps, of Mister Wilkes and his adjustments. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think we shall start by saying kudos to the Rams. Uh, they did play really well, and they had a plan, and they executed it really, really well. And Stafford is a very good quarterback. Um, as we saw on Sunday, I think we were maybe a little too quick to dismiss all that in the hype after the Steelers game. But they played really well, and I think that's one of the reasons we struggle on defense. Um, but... If we look at our side and solely our side, because that's what we do here, I thought because of the way they were playing and, you know, the idea that they had was to get rid of the ball as fast as they could and uh, and pick, you know, zone, uh, pick hole in our zone uh, with that hook and Akua running slants essentially all day. Um, the fact that we didn't adjust quick enough and we let them do it, um, 
is kind of concerning because we really looked inept for about two quarters at doing anything on defense. Um, we just kind of let them roll over and we just kind of played that soft zone as if we were 25 points ahead. And it wasn't quite the case. Um, so a bit of a head scratcher here. I don't know if it's still weeks. Uh, Steve Wilkes' philosophy, if that was the plan and he just wanted half time to make sure that the new plan was as sound as possible. Um, I don't know, but I think on Discord and I'm sure on Facebook everywhere, everybody was screaming for just do something else. Just have one play where we play man. Uh, just stop, just send the house, just do something else. Stop letting them catch the ball in front of you and, and just march downfield. It was, it was a weird feeling. And I hope it doesn't give Brooklyn to other teams to do it. Now, it's not that easy to do. You need a very good quarterback to do that. Um, but yeah, it's a bit concerning. And it does raise a, a bit of concern on the defensive play calling. Uh, ultimately, it didn't matter. We won. Um, uh, but, you know, when we play other team like the Eagles, the Ravens, that have potentially more potent offense, it might be a problem. So uh wait and see on on that front any thoughts on that do you not think it might go on, Paul. do you not think Naji, it's a bit a bit of a mixture between the bend and break mentality that the players had last year under ryan's and wilkes this is how he plays his scheme he plays those corners soft and like you said first half you just have to jump on 49ers twitter or our individual group chats and it was like What's he doing? We need to make the adjustments. And you look at the stats in the first half, you've got to give Matthew Stafford his flowers. 14 of 18 passes for 143 yards. And I think what we all underestimated is Sean McVeigh is not a bad coach and he learned from the best. He learned from Kyle Shanahan. And like you said, at half time, sat there at 17 apiece, we were texting in our group chat about him needing to make the adjustments. And he did. It's one thing we used to knock D'Amico Ryan's for, can we make the adjustments? And that second half, bringing that extra person for putting that pressure on. I mean, we'll get to all pro Fred's absolute amazing uh, sack on Stafford. But that was because that's what Wilkes has spent all off-season putting in, installing. We've talked about it on this show. Wilkes is going to bring the pressure. Um, Hufanga was just at that edge all the time. Now, we're probably going to get a bit of hate for this next statement, Gareth. But I think Nick Bosa played well in the second half. Yes, he didn't show on the sack sheet. But given Aaron Donald didn't record one single stat, that's not a tackle. He didn't get a pressure. And Nick Bosa, we $170 million man. But when you go back and watch the tape and you look at the box score, that second half, I think all of the defence stepped up. And I don't know whether, like you said, Naji, whether Shanahan went in at half time to kick the door in and said, right, I don't know what that is. But the second half, the defence played like, oh, yes, we conceded six points. But three of those were like in the last second of the game. So given we gave up 17 points in the first half, the second half was very interesting given our score prediction game, which I'm sure we'll get onto. But I'm not only worried, Naji. I think um, Isaiah Oliver showed exactly why we're not coaching in the NFL. We spent all off-season saying he's looked terrible. Mr. Gowland wanted him cut from the squad and he stepped up big time I yesterday. Did, I did too. And I mean, I did too. That second half, you could argue that Oliver was there at every big play. And he deserved that pick for me. Um, and it was great to see Lenore and Oliver obviously get the chance. There was a couple of injuries. I think Thomas went off early with injury. So he shifted them around. And 
for me, that that needs to be a talking point as well. We're quick to talk about our offense, but I think Oliver deserves all his credit. This called MVP Oliver and Facebook MVP, I believe. Was he? Wow. Well, it was yeah. it was certainly uh, a, a good performance, and I think it, it was. We we did have questions about who was going to line up where in the secondary. And I think it's it's tough on Henry Thomas, but he 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 didn't excel and then got injured. Um, and I think we're we're going to see that going forward. Demo back on the uh, perimeter and Isaiah Oliver uh, in the slot. Did you make of his performance, Lee? Happy? I think you were a bit critical of him. I think we all were, to be fair. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I said it in the uh, thread last night. I, th- I thought he was a great signer. <laughs> I, I thought he, I thought he had a really good second half. Um, in the first half, obviously, not many people in the defence kind of covered themselves in glory. I'm going to go a little step further than what Paul did. I actually thought Nick Bost played well all, all game. I think the reason he didn't look as always playing well is because Stafford was just getting the ball out so damn quick. It completely yeah. neutralised Bost. It's what we do with Aaron Donald. Yeah. And they've done that with Nick Bosa. They just got the ball yeah. out. And he was getting chipped all the time as well. And that really bugs us. So they've gone from holding them to chipping them all the time. They'll have a player run past them. So I think Bosa had a good game. I think Oliver in the second half was absolutely outstanding. He seemed to be there all the time, any any big player. And you could see Oliver was involved in it somewhere along the lines. So that that's pleasing because, I mean, as you've quite rightly said, I was quite critical of in training camp, I thought he should have been cut because I thought it was absolutely dire. Um, Paul mentioned uh, just before the, the first game against the Steelers, I wonder if it's a case of he's just one of these guys that doesn't train well but plays better. Yeah. Um, I think you'll have to get out of that habit because we know what Shanahan's like. But <laughs> I, I can't complain about the way, the way he played in the second half. And going back to Naji's point before about Discord, Facebook group, all saying, you know, getting on Steve Wilkes' back. It's not a case if we didn't think he was going to make the adjustments in the second half because that's expected for adjustments to be made at halftime. But I think we were getting opened up so easily in the first quarter, it kind of demanded a change straight away. He had to try and do something different, but he wasn't. Uh, And he just rode out the first half with the game plan that he had rather than have any sort of contingency to kind of shake it up a bit just to slow them down. Because you know what it's like if you go in behind at the half. There's not that many games we've won where we've been behind at the half. So that's why it's important to to, to kind of shore up the defence as soon as possible. And I think that was what was getting people's uh, backs up that, rather than, well, is he going to make any adjustments to the second half? Because I can guarantee you every single team makes adjustments to the second half. Yeah, of course. Even when they're winning, they make adjustments to the second half. Yeah, of course. Overall, yeah. I, I think the defence really summed up my three words with chalk and cheese. I, I think the first half was just completely different to the second half. I thought the offence, um, they didn't hit quite the heights they did against the Steelers. Could have, though. They could have, yeah, but they were reasonably efficient. So as as yeah. a whole, as a whole, I'm quite happy with those three words I chose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you know, the, I, you can tell me what you thought about the D line, Gareth, because I know you you love talking line trenches, but it, there's not much else they could have done. And you know, if the 
if the quarterback takes a five-step drop and gets rid of the ball within a second, there's no human being on the planet that can get there. It's, you know, even using bolt and touch can't get there. It's impossible. So it, it is what it is. Yeah, it's just you want to kind of see adjustment faster, but also, you know, they they were having long drives, so you're hoping that one of those third down is, you know, come, you, you stop them and it just didn't happen. Sometimes it's just the way football is and you, it's a game of inches. You, you, we could have stopped them a couple of times. It didn't happen. Um, you don't throw the book out because it doesn't work either. You just make sure patience is, and we, we trust what we do, especially on defense. Um, so I'm not too bothered about being patient and see what happens because we know our defense got big play in them. But, it was a little too easy for my liking in the first and second quarter. I would have, I would have liked to see even just one play every so often, just something a little funky, a little weird and different that they don't expect, just to see and change the momentum. But so, so I, I don't particularly was. think that Drake Jackson had a good game at all, even in the second half when the rest of the defense stepped up. At times, he just didn't look interested, which is quite surprising coming off the back of the performance he put in against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. At times. He looked as though he was getting well and truly out-muscled trying to get round to, to Stafford. And other times he just didn't look as though he was bothered. So I was a little bit disappointed in Drake Jackson. <clears throat> well, he's a young player, isn't he? And, you know, when it gets frustrated because you literally can't do your job because the ball has gone before you even realise, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it, he's going to have to learn how to make an impact despite not making an impact. You know, it's... I mean, Easy I mean, we didn't play too differently to we played against the Steelers, and I think that played into it as well, chaps. If you go back and watch the Steelers game, our defence didn't put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. My friend Mike, who's a Rams fan, he texted me after the Steelers game and said, I hope you give Stafford as much time as you gave Kenny Pickett. And then at half time, he was texting me saying, we're going to murder you. However, the run game for the Rams was a concern. They threw the ball 55 times. They very rarely ran. And I think what I like, saying what you said then, actually, the second half, I think they did mix it up like you said. I thought they brought the pressure from different places. And we've got to give Stafford credit, Gareth. He's a great quarterback at the line, reading what the defences are doing. And I think maybe the first half was a little bit cat and mouse, like Lee said, chalk and cheese. We're getting the puns in here. Maybe we just wanted to see what the Rams were doing. And I know we've got to get your thoughts because the offence, there's so much we need to talk about certain calls, certain players, but you've been very quiet, Gareth, because it's hard to get a word in with us three. So come on, buddy, give us your thoughts. That's 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 the point. Uh, yeah, I think the, the, the annoying thing about the defence was that the Rams just seemed to have... Stafford had like three throws, and he kept going to those over and over and over again. And it wasn't like they were pulling us all over the place. They found a couple of things that worked against our defence and just did it over and over and over again. And it was that surely there must be something you can do to change this. Surely there must be some some alignment or an assignment you can give a player that's going to disrupt this because they, they had the ball for too long. I think obviously that was part of McVeigh's game plan. Neutralise the pass rush with the quick passes. Get seven, eight yards a, a, a pass uh, and keep the, uh, keep the ball, keep the Niners' offence off the field. Uh, and it executed well for the first half. So I, I do think there's there's a... Uh, applaud it's there for, for Steve Wilkes because he did change it in the second half but I think you're right Lee it's, it's why, why didn't you change it why didn't you at least try something 
different. It just, it seemed to be, we were just playing our game and the Rams were playing theirs and they were having their way with us. And, and we seemed almost content with that. Um, but yeah, a big change, I think, in, in the second half, obviously keeping them to six points. Um, and three of those were, were garbage time. Um, just so that McVeigh ruined my score prediction. Um, but if he, if he, if he, if he wants to be that petty, if I've got under his skin that much, then, then I'm going to call that a win. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, the pass rush wasn't, it's easy to be critical on them. But one thing that struck me is that the, um, the Rams O-line is big. There's some big guys there just looking at them yeah. milling about after the play. You saw the size of some of these guys making Drake Jackson look at like, like an ordinary sized human being. So they've, uh, they've built themselves a, a big old line. And I think they decided we ain't going to even bother trying to run this. We'll, um, we'll, we'll sit back in the pocket and do those, those short screen passes and the dump off passes to the running backs. Um, and, and we'll get some yards, uh, that way. Defensive discipline, I think was also a problem. Obviously the Rams first touchdown, we got a stop. We're going to leave them to a field goal and, uh, uh, another silly unnecessary, uh, roughless penalty, which converts their third downs for them. Um, that is definitely something I, I think we need to, we need to cut out, but enough. Of the defense, uh, offense. Paul, what did you make then? Where do you want to start? Purdy. I think you talked about Purdy getting some criticism. Um, yeah, I mean, let's start with that because I don't understand it. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, that first drive, I'm, I'm sure I, I echo every 49ers fan. You sat down, that first drive was perfect. And I thought, here we go. It's going to be Purdy good. And then after that, it was just a bit strange. I mean, it didn't help that we had the Raiders playing at the same time. There was a lot of comparisons about Jimmy. What I will say for the haters out there, Brock didn't turn the ball over. So if this is a bad performance for Brock Purdy, I will take it this is. bad performance from <laughs> Brock Purdy. 30 <laughs> points on the offense. Uh, me and Nadja will agree in there. We could have put 50 points upon the Rams if he had a couple of those overthrows. He protected the ball well. Um, and I think, again, give the Rams some credit. Nothing to play for. We all thought we'd roll into our holiday home and we'd steamroll them. Slightly confused. Mitchell didn't get any kind of snaps, but I will share with you when CMC went on that massive run and bumped into Weatherspoon and exchanged pleasantries, I may have uttered something along the line, I love that man. I want that jersey next. And I think Tracy shouted something from the <laughs> kitchen, but I told her to be quiet, Gareth, because the football was on. But for me, I don't know why people are getting worried. Week two. This time last year, we were on the back of losing to the Broncos with Jimmy stepping out the back of the end zone. We were lucky if we put 20 points up in a game. Yet we're sat here now, 30 points, a quiet offensive game. And this team, Gareth, is primed to get better and better. Ayuk was carrying an injury, so that let other people step up, which I took some credit because we said that on the pod. For those people listening, we said Debo was probably going to have a big game this week. So if you go back, it's on there. But I don't know why people feel the need to knock the 49ers. I know why non-49ers fans do it. But for me, Jealousy. the emotional rollercoaster exactly. was back for about 20 minutes. But I do like, we had our group chat. I felt quite calm. Us three were talking and I wasn't worried, Gareth. What did you make of Brock's performance? Because it wasn't, it was high standards, but I will say I'm all aboard the Brock Express and I am not getting off that anytime. You better. You better you better be on it. <laughs> Absolutely. It was it was clean um and efficient. Um 
generally mistake free. I think there was the fumbled snap, but I'm not sure whose uh, who's fault that was, but he, he got on it. Um, one thing we did agree on, I think that Jimmy was good, was quarterback sneak, and Brock's come in and showed that he's even better at the QB sneak than, than Jimmy was because he was getting about three yards and rumbled straight into the end zone. That was that was good to see. And I think the – I don't know what – people are making a lot about the overthrows. I think it's just because they were play, – players, quarterbacks miss passes. He still completed, I think it's 68% of his throws. Which is uh, very I, good. I watched the, the game in 40. The, the one on for Debo is is an overthrow. I think the one on Ayuk, Ayuk gets turned round. He's, he's turned round to look for the ball, and then the ball's going over his other shoulder. So he looks... He, he, again, it's over. It's overthrown, but you can see why Purdy perhaps expected him to be two or three yards further down the field. And I think the one over the middle to Jennings, Jennings gets a hand on it. And I, again, I think it is. It's high. You can argue it's overthrown. I think it just caught Jennings at the wrong point because he doesn't jump for it. And suddenly, you know, the ball's there and he's not quite got his foot under him to actually get up and get it. And he just manages to just about get a finger on it. So it's only just overthrown. Um, and one thing I will say, it's much, much better to overthrow than underthrow. Because if you underthrow, it's an interception. If you overthrow, you're putting it only where your receiver is going to get it. And that was the same on all those three. If there was only one person who could get it, it was our player. It wasn't a dangerous pass. So I think it's it's three incompletions. Yes, Purdy's come out and said they're on him and he needs to do better. But I, I think a lot of people are, uh, are desperate to find try and find some fault in his game because there isn't one. Um, or we haven't really seen one. And I think people have jumped on that perhaps a little bit too hard because they're desperate um, to see that he's he's merely human. I don't know if you... you um, sorry, Lee. I don't know if you heard on the broadcast we were talking a lot about Brock Purdy's thighs. I just wanted to share this story. I shared it with Conor Ryan at Flag Football. So I read an article the weekend, Nadji. Apparently when he was in college, he was carrying a bit of extra weight because he was doing too much of the squat machines. And when they were looking at his mechanics, he was thrown on his tiptoes so when we drafted him, they worked on lowering his weight a little bit, working on his throwing mechanics, and he put a bit more zip on the ball. And I didn't realise that this article had only just come out, and that's what they were talking about on the broadcast. And while I also was going to say, Gareth, is how interesting is it that Kyle Shanahan has his quarterback and how much trust he has in him? You know, going for it for on that fourth down, letting Brock still air it out because let's face it Jimmy wouldn't have been allowed to do it after the first one and I just think it just shows you that Brock is here to stay and all the haters Mm. you just need to if you want to go follow Jimmy the Raiders are just over there yeah. That that's uh, the QB sneak at the end of the first half was set up. He he put a lovely ball to the back of the end zone for Debo, which got the defensive pass interference call. Um, yeah. Without that defensive pass interference, I think Debo's possibly snagging that in, um, and that was a lovely throw. Um, yeah. But we're not talking about that one because it's another incomplete pass, but it's got the penalty. What's well, penalty here today? So yeah, yeah. So what, what I'd say about the overthrows is two of them were overthrown by a country mile. What, what wasn't even close. And I think that's what got people's backs up. The Jennings one was close, and Jennings has even turned around and said he wasn't running full beans. Um, he's come out and said, we haven't actually practised that type of throw in, in <laughs> practice. And I think it's because they generally don't do it. And and you can look back to Jimmy uh, and the trust that, Carol didn't have in Jimmy, which is probably why they never ever practiced it. But I think mm. now that Brock's there, 
they're going to have to do it. And even though he had those three and, and he missed all three of those, I'm over the moon he took the shot anyway. Yeah. Because it's going, it's going to open up the defence. It's going to yeah. spread the field. And that's what I've, I've been saying this for ages now. You have to have two long shots, at least, a game. Just to keep them honest, just to keep it spread, make it easier on the intermediate route. And the intermediate throws is, is what he's absolutely fantastic at. There you go, hey. Paul. There's your one. Get that marked on the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. So that, that, that's what, what his bread and butter is. He's got a, I think it's 145 rating on in, intermediate throws. He's unbelievable at that distance. And this is the type of thing that's going to open it up. Because if he's purely doing those throws, they're just going to close the field and it's going to make it harder for him. And for I think, CMC, yeah. I think he had a couple of throws which outclassed him. Awful. Yeah. 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 And he kind of got um, he, he got helped out by his receivers a little bit. Yeah. Um, but again, th- this is a guy who was only playing in the seventh regular season game. I was going to say we've been spoilt by his performance so yeah. far. He's, he's literally exactly. seven he, games he set in. The bar so high, mm. yeah. So he's he's kind of made a rod for his own back by being so good to start off with. Um, but I, I didn't really see anything that I'm concerned about with Brock Purdy, and I, I never have at the moment. I, I just I haven't seen it. So I'm quite happy to watch him uh, go through these little teething problems, we'll call them. Um, obviously, he didn't turn the ball over, which was an absolute bonus. Um, not not like uh, some of our old quarterbacks. So, yeah, I'm happy. I was happy with it. I, I don't think we can slate him for those three overthrows, especially when some of the throws he did make into a tight window were mm. absolutely on the money. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes down to his decision making and his accuracy at that level. So no, I, I was over the moon. Mm. Big game from Debo. I think we predicted it. I didn't quite get my two fifty-yard TDs, um, but I thought he might have got a second one. But he, he did get over a hundred yards uh, combined. Yeah, Ninety-nine, didn't he? But yeah, oh, good combined. To see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see that double punch. If I, perhaps with the injury, if he has a quiet game, if people try and shut him down, suddenly there's Debo. Uh, so good to see Debo, I think, hungry uh, and wanting the ball. Yeah. I mean, our, the, our offense was unstoppable on Sunday. This is what I really wasn't worried about our defense playing not optimally because it looked easy on every drive, apart from towards the end where we're just trying to churn the clock and get the field goal range. They, they had no answer. Every play was at least eight or nine yards. And we were just marching downfield and scoring pretty much every time. Uh, you, you know, so when that happens in a game, when one team is feels easy and it's just progressing downfield, you know, smoothly, and the other one is all very stop and start, usually the one that's smooth is going to win the game, you know, unless something crazy happens. But yeah, I just the amount of weapons we have and the people we have and the way the, the team is built and how we work and what can be called at any time is so hard for a defense if they don't have any kind of momentum. And if Brock doesn't make any mistakes, which is very good at not doing, um, I, I'm over the moon with this and I, it's so enjoyable to watch. And, you know, when Jimmy was in, we were all waiting for something bad to happen. I've said this last year. Now that Brock is in, we're just waiting for something good to happen, something special with 
whether he hands it to CMC and it's 70 yards or whatever. Or he just tries and throw a bomb for Debo and he's a couple of yards off. But if Debo catches that, it's, you know, we're all off our sofa and, and we're, you know, we're very happy about it. So, yeah, I, and we, it's only week two. We're going to get better. And we still have, haven't seen any of Josh Kill mm. in action as an offensive weapon or Elijah Mitchell or, you know, any of the other guys. Jawan Jennings really hasn't been featured yet. Uh, so, you know, I think it's going to be, it was fun on Sunday and it's going to be, it's going to keep getting more fun every, every week. Like we said, Garrett. I think Jennings had a, a couple of good catches. Um, and we haven't even yeah, talked yeah. about uh, McCaffrey. I think hopefully I know, yeah. that's what Paul was about to say. I was going to say, yeah, up. death taxes, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey having an absolute game <laughs> against the Rams. I mean, he did it when he was a Panther. And all I was going to say, Gareth, was in that first half, I thought he was going to break records because every time he got the ball in that first half, I mean, the 51-yard run when he ended with Weatherspoon just hitting the, the dirt. We've said for years, give Kyle Shanahan a running back like that and it just opens up the offence. And we mentioned George Kittle. Just want to give a cheeky shout out. He broke a record at the weekend, didn't he? The, uh, the 400. He did, actually. Impressive I can't one. remember the... I did... Have it written down. 84 games. 400, yeah, four, 400 receptions in 84 yeah, games. Fastest 400 receptions. And just given... Jerry one Rice game one. Yeah. yeah. And given... One game less than Jerry Rice and Roger Craig. And given that we are the home of Club 85, we, we had to give a nod there. And like you said, Natty, that's why I'm excited. This offense hasn't even started yet. And people have to remember the NFL. Week two, this time last year, I'll repeat myself, we were struggling. We're coming in now. We scored 60 points in two games. And like you said, Gareth, I kind of forgot about Jennings because he was a non-factor last week. And then seeing him come into the game, the only thing I didn't like was the block that Jennings did, but I suppose in the heat of the moment and, it, you mm. know... Stupid it, mistake. Yeah. And like you said, penalty. Yeah, he didn't. Mm. yeah we, we said that. Penal penalties. What Was that a crackback block that you're talking about? Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 That was a pity, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's dangerous. You've never been on the end of one of those. I can tell you, it's not fun. Uh, I, I, I have because I have, I have, and it's yeah. really not fun at all. And you wanted to uh, mention uh, Jake Moody, I think, Nadji, rightly I so. Did. I did. Um, please, I mean, it, I don't really want to say too much, but fifty-three yarder nailed it down the middle. 57. Yeah, fifty-seven. Excuse me, Jake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's what we want to see. Uh, clean up on the kickoff. I, I don't care if he kicks off out of bounds every now and then, and he gives us 57 yards on a regular. Don't care at all. Um, but yeah, that's what we wanted to see. That's why he got drafted this high. Um, the worry of the offseason is starting to kind of go away. I think maybe one or two more like this, and I'll be settled. And even if he misses one, because it will happen. Um it won't be the end of the world. But yeah, no, uh, amazing, amazing display by Jack Moody. Uh, however, the rest of the uh, special team has a lot to answer for, lower penalties and really not that great. No, we need to tighten that. I, I wish we had a better special team uh, unit just to sometimes, you know, just, just a punt return for 70 yards helps you win a game. Uh, it would be nice to see <laughs> every now and then. We just haven't been good at it for so long. Um, but yeah, not not the end of the world. 
but it would be nice isn't if it, we could do that too. Isn't it nice we've got a kicker though? When you're at that 55 yard, you can kick. Because that, that was a knock on Robbie Gareth that we couldn't kick field goals from there. 57 yards, and I know he's a young lad. He made it look easy. Like you said, Nancy, it's an extra mm. facet to this offense. And I don't want us to kick field goals. I mean, the second half, I was getting lostly because sometimes you wanted us to score a field goal. Sometimes you didn't want us to score a field goal. And the, for those people watching on YouTube, we've got the spreadsheet up. So <laughs> I'm sure everybody's keen to know the update after Sunday's performance. I know someone, someone's very keen to be talking about score predictions. Um, uh, but we do, we do, we do have the, the small matter of player watch before then. How, how's it going, Lee? Okay, so obviously Sammy Womack's now on IR, so I've had to choose somebody else. So I thought I'd make it interesting for myself and everybody, and I'm going with Colton McKivitt. Oh, that's yeah. a good shout. Yeah. I like it. So Great I actually shout. thought he had a decent game yesterday compared to the Steelers game. I, I was quite surprised. He kind of held up uh, quite well against the pass rush. Um, mm. Poor Spencer Burford just inside didn't hold up quite as well. But um, Colt McKivitz did a lot better than what he did last week. Um, and I think if he continue, continues to grow like that, I, th- I think he will grow into the role. And hopefully, let's say by midway through the season, he, he might be a solid right tackle. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Nice. Fingers cool. crossed indeed. Ronnie well, Bell, still pretty absent from the stat sheet. Yeah, it's nice to see him on the field. Um, I think the wide receiver unit did well yesterday in their assignments of blocks and, and running the routes. I did see number 10 flash on the screen a couple of times. And as much as it was bittersweet when Ayuk went out, because none of us want to see Ayuk get injured, I wondered if that would be where we'd see our chance, especially when Brock taken um, a, a deep ball. But he hasn't made an impact yet. Obviously, the rookie on the other side for the Rams broke all the records and he seemed to get the ball. But maybe Ronnie Bell could be used in that role moving forward. But he's on the he's on the field, Gareth, which I don't think any of us thought he would see as much playing time as what he did. But uh, I've I, nothing to report at this moment, buddy. No touchdowns to talk about no. and no mistakes, which is just as important. <laughs> but I think he's he's getting the snaps and uh I think I saw from the um from the grades he's he's done fairly well at some pass blocking. blocking. At uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, blocking. Um and we know that Shanahan wants to see you earn your targets by putting in your shift and in that side of the game. So hopefully, um I'm hopeful this game is a is a bit of a stepping stone for, for Bell. He's gone out there. He's proven that he can do that side of the job and he's not uh, afraid to to stick his face into a block when it's needed. Uh, and hopefully that might earn him some targets uh, next week or later in the week. Uh, Nachi, your player. You have to remind me who it was. Jordan Mason. No right. snaps. No, no nothing. Um, it's an interesting point of talking, though, the fact that neither him or Elijah Mitchell saw the field at all on Sunday, mm. despite us sort of struggling towards the end of the fourth quarter or clearly running the ball and CMC was maybe a bit tired at that point. I don't know. But it was attacking the box. It would have been nice to see Jordan Mason punch at it, you know, and try and get those first down and to kick the field goal. But yeah, it didn't happen. Uh I'm gonna give him one more game and then I'll I'll switch to somebody else if that's the tendency we're going to I'm not seeing anyone but CMC. I will have to pick somebody else to watch. But I'll, I'll keep an eye on, on those guys anyway. 
I'm pleased with Dion Dolanor's performance. Uh, yeah. uh, an interception that basically steals the nice game one. away. Uh, yeah. Few good tackles, I think. Soft in coverage uh, against uh, Puka Nakua, but I think that's that's what he's being asked to do. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, the impressive thing is you don't get past him. He's behind you. You can catch the ball in front of him, but you just don't get past him, or at least you're not going to get far. So, uh, yeah, very pleased with his performance. Shall we? Did you have one the- last year? Did you, did you have a pick last year against the Rams? Was it him that sealed the game too? Possibly. He Can't certainly had, he had two in. Uh, postseason, uh, well, maybe he did. Yeah. I'd have to look back. Anyway, Lee is desperate to get onto score predictions. Yes. I wonder why. I wonder why. By the way, that one and a half is not one and a half. It's definitely two. Oh, it's definitely it's... one and a half. Everybody on Facebook <laughs> said I did not say the word. You Ma- did say the moral word. victory. Not Which cheap. word? The, the word that I'm not supposed to say. The word that's on the screen there, right next to 1.5. <laughs> the that's, one you said today. What about the people right, who were listening? Right. It's too small. I, 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 I tell you what, I tell you what, I'm throwing the challenge flag here. <laughs> I'm throwing the challenge flag. You don't have to put the replay it's, on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, the challenge flag is down. Everybody who listened to it turned around and said, you stopped yourself in time. I, I think <laughs> that should be a half a point from last time. Not yeah. that I'm competitive. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Go on then. Score predictions. Safe to say, I don't think any of us got close. Um, I mean, well, it, it wasn't too bad. Well. Yeah, we all scored points. Although, I mean, I'm saying we all scored points. We scored points Just because we winner, all said it yeah. was a win. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Paul got close with uh, our score. Yeah, 31 10. I mean, he got really close. Yeah. So that puts Paul out in the lead on his lonesome Ooh. there. Yeah, 14, 12, 10, 5. yeah, it's actually tight. It's nice. Week two, and it's already tight. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've broken my duck, so I'm off the bottom. Yeah. And you got lucky. They uh, they, they were so close to not to be uh, at 17, I think. And I thought you one was a bit. <laughs> I could have started yeah. the with the other throws, but I will say, Gareth, despite yeah, yeah. being true. top of the leaderboard, I will still play with my heart. And not my head. And Nadji, Lee can have that 0.5. We've got the moral victory. Me and you know what happened, buddy. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, it's shaping up nicely, isn't it, after week two? Pretty mm-hmm. good. Pretty good. Yeah. I think we've covered everything. Uh, unless any final words on the Rams game, or we'll wrap this up. Same old sorry ass Rams. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a shout yeah. out to the, the stadium pe- looked very red. I was about to so, say, oh, yeah. we, ha- we had people we had there. there. So um, Lee has mm-hmm. handed over oh, wow. the Instagram account to me, Gareth, and I got some flag pictures from Andy and Audrey Smith, David Betridge, Lawrence Lofts, and there was another member there that we didn't know. But when Andy and Audrey were walking through the tailgate and they spotted the patch on his jersey, yeah. so the 49 Faithful UK were two and two. For flag flying Matthew at the Skiff. games. That's it, Matthew. Yep. That's it. And obviously with El Presidente being in the vicinity on their Thursday night, we're going to have three out of three. So it was great to just give them a shout out, Gareth, that it's always great to see the fighting on a Faithful UK representing and keep those flag photos coming in, people, because we need to fill Definitely. the content on Instagram and Twitter. 
Yeah, it's great to see those coming in uh, uh, on game day. Uh, Keep us going on the wait through Sunday. Fantastic. Thank you, lads. And thank you to everyone who listens and watches the show. You can do all that liking and subscribing stuff if you want. Uh, We will be back very, very soon with the Giants preview show. Until then, enjoy Victory Week and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang, bang, now and again. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with Rob Tom. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side.